For a few months now, ADP Canada has been tracking happiness in the workplace, and the scores are now out for May. So how happy are people? Let's check in with Heather Haslam, Vice President of Marketing at ADP Canada. Thanks so much for being here. Good morning. How happy are you feeling this morning, Jill? (laughs) I'd say my happiness level is pretty good. So I'm uh, in line with what the happiness score looks like for the month of May. Before we take a look at some of the findings, can you just explain a little bit how is the happiness score actually calculated? Yeah, let me tell you a little bit about it. So the ADP Canada Happiness at Work Index is a monthly measure of Canadians' happiness at work. And the index calculates a monthly average of national work happiness score along with regional work happiness scores. And what it's doing is it's combining a self-reported sentiment of happiness at work with respect to their current roles and responsibilities, as well as the ratings of four secondary indicators that are identified as common components of job satisfaction. And it's really hoping to aim, um, it's, it's aiming to provide Canadian workplaces and HR professionals, decision makers, people leaders, if you will, Jill, with a regular close to real-time pulse of how Canadian workforce is feeling within their current workplace, and it's measuring their level of happiness at work. And is it all kinds of jobs and workplaces, or how are those chosen? Yes, so it's a representative sample of working Canadians across uh, multiple industries. So we get uh, enough uh, respondents into the survey so that we can look at regional Uh, differences, as well as anything, make sure that we're covering all of the different verticals and industries, places, types of work, Um, as well as we look at uh, ages and different generations to see if there are any differences around happiness based on uh, where you are in your life. So let's see what the numbers tell us. And it looks like across the board in the different categories, things are up slightly. Is that a surprise at all? Or does May generally see workers being a bit happier? Maybe spring is is coming, the weather is nicer. What are you seeing in those numbers? Yeah, it's a really good question. So we've only been at this uh, about four months now. We have five months worth of data. And so I don't have comparables year over year to really understand seasonality, but I'll be back at you uh, next spring to be able to highlight that specifically. We can certainly hypothesize about what it is that's creating an opportunity for people to feel happier. Uh, This survey doesn't go into exactly why, but I don't know. My guess is that patio season has something to do with it could be a good indicator of that uh, for sure. Uh, What about some of the areas? I know you look at things like work-life balance, compensation, recognition. Are those things or what did you see when asking workers about those parts of their their experience at work? Yeah, so those secondary indicators really help us understand a little bit about what's driving happiness. So on that front, it's, it's really good news all around for the May results. So when I look at things like uh, compensation and benefits, which scored a 6.3, that was increased one point. Recognition and support is a 6.7, and that came up 0.2 points, which is great. Um, that the highest, the the happiest indicator is work-life balance and flexibility. That stayed flat, but that's at 6.9. So we're we're feeling pretty good nationally about our ability to balance our our work demands and our home demands. 
the area of opportunity, and, and I know I shouldn't always go to the lowest score on the report card when my son comes home, but we can't help but focus on opportunities for career advancement. That's at 6.1. Now, I'm still feeling optimistic because May it came up 0.2, but really the opportunities for career advancement really help us uh, understand what it is that Canadian employers and people leaders can do to help drive happiness on that front. And what about age? I know you take a look at it as well, different age groups. Who's the happiest? And not we won't use the, the bad report card uh, off the top, but we'll, who's the happiest and who's not maybe the happiest? Okay, so I've got good news in May. Um, uh, first of all, who's the happiest? Boomers. Boomers <laughs> remain the happiest working generation, and that's really for the third straight month. And they continue to be the only generation to have received a 7 out of 10, really since inception, since we've been doing this. They did uh, experience a slight decline in workplace happiness in May, just dropping 0.1, but still uh, boomers are at 7.2 out of 10 in May. What's interesting, when we look at Gen Z, when we look at um, other areas, Gen Z actually had the largest increase. They jumped 0.5. So up from 6.4 up to 6.9 in May. And the secondary indicator, the thing that's helping, which is really helps us get at what is driving that, is again, work-life balance and flexibility and recognition, which is great. Millennials also saw a notable increase month over month, um, and they jumped up to 6.8, which is really great. So uh, it's, the, it's the primary or those secondary indicators that are really helping us understand Uh, what it is that's driving that, and also creates that area of opportunity. Interesting. It looks like Gen Xers, though, are at the the bottom of the list when it comes to the happiness score. Uh, That's definitely the case. When we look at um, the generation and then coupled with uh, the lowest uh, regional scores, um, it looks like, you know, you don't want to be um, Gen, Gen X and uh, Ontario or Saskatchewan and Manitoba, Alberta is down at 6.5. So you really start to get at um, where where we might be struggling more on the happiness scale. Well, maybe that's just a delayed patio season. I, I'm not sure exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, I was wondering, is there anything specific to Gen X? I'm looking at the, the score there, 6.5 out of 10. Now, anything that sticks out as to why that score is lower? It is those secondary drivers. So when we go a level deeper and we look at uh, Gen X and we actually look at, you know, where are they ranking against other generations, all of those secondary indicators, so comp and benefits, how they're feeling about being recognized, not just by their leader, but also by their team, um, areas of opportunity, career advancement. This is where employers need to do a really good job of laying out the path, what the opportunities are, actually knowing what it is that their individual team members want because you can't you know provide career advancement opportunities if you don't know what it is that that individual strengths are and what their skills are what their ambitions are what it is that they want to do in the future and so that's why we keep going back to we have good news and there's still an area of opportunity because those secondary indicators are where it is that we need to focus specifically for our our gen xers all right heather haslam thank you so much for this I really appreciate it. I hope you're uh, you're still feeling happy the way that you started this morning. Indeed. Thank you again so much for your time. Have a good one.